this summer. Your local movie theater will become a tent revival for proclaiming Jesus. And you're invited to be a part of this unique evangelistic campaign. Join with Believers Nationwide for the Million Souls Campaign to bring unsaved family and friends to watch the powerful new movie, The Firing Squad, starring Kevin Sorbo and Cuba Gooding Jr. The Firing Squad tells the incredible true story about prisoners who find faith in the face of execution and transform their prison in the process. As the movie ends, co-star Kevin Sorbo comes on the screen to lead the entire theater in a prayer to commit one's life to Jesus Christ, providing an on-site opportunity to introduce family and friends to the message of Jesus. Go to FiringSquadFilm.com and learn how you can receive free tickets and more to the Firing Squad and participate in this unique theater event. Bring your friends and your family and bring your faith. That's FiringSquadFilm.com to learn more. If the summer heat is making you uncomfortable, you know, down there, it's time to make sure you stay frosty where it counts with the new, brand new underwear from Tommy John. Yes, Tommy John mm. is the best. I love Tommy John. Ugh. This is, it, it, there's nothing better. It's one of those products that I've heard advertised a zillion times before I actually bought some. Mm-hmm. And now I just don't want to wear anything else. It's like yeah. I, you think there's hype to it and there's just mm. not. It, it, no. It's really true. I mean, the Tommy John loungewear, it's the first thing I yes. get into when I go home. <laughs> the first thing I do is change into Tommy John loungewear, and I stay that way. Yeah, I mean... My I, wife loves it. Oh, yeah. Because it's the only thing she ever sees me in. Yeah. <laughs> it's so comfortable. I don't know. I don't even so know how to great. explain it. Yeah. Uh, so let me tell you about how to get Tommy John, because Tommy John is uh, the it's the best that you can, you can get. Uh, it really is fantastic. Head over uh, to their website right now, tommyjohn.com slash back right now. You get 20% off your first order. 20% off right now at tommyjohn.com slash back. tommyjohn.com slash back. You're going to love this stuff. See site for details. for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program this week. 888-727-BECK. Of course, another tragedy on uh, the 4th of July yesterday. Uh, We'll get into that and a lot more in 60 seconds. If you've just gone through the past couple of years, you might think to yourself, I want to get out of this terrible blue state that I'm in and go somewhere where freedom is valued a little bit. Maybe you're one of those people. There's been hundreds of thousands of them that have moved from places like California and New York to uh, greener pastures in places that care about your rights a little bit. And if you are one of those people, you're going to need a real estate agent when you get there. Realestateagentsitrust.com is a company that Glenn started several years ago to make sure that he could find the best agent in your area. These are people who are screened 
They are checked out. They have the best performance ratings in their area. And a lot of times they're fans of the show. They're people that share your values as well. So check it out. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Whether you're buying a home or you're selling a home, you're probably going to have to do both of them if you're moving across the country. Uh, Go with realestateagentsitrust.com. Have the best possible experience with your biggest financial transaction. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. The name kind of says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's Pat and Stu for uh, Glenn on uh, the Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK. Again, yesterday, just more senseless killing. It's just so hard to process this. And really, you can't. You just can't understand it, why why this happens. People gather their families together and show up at 6 or 7 in the morning with their lawn chairs and just try to enjoy a 4th of July parade. And then... Somebody starts shooting at them from from a rooftop. I I, I don't understand it. Uh, apparently, this guy was known to law enforcement, which we've heard multiple times with these shootings lately. Uh, if they're known and nothing happens, I don't. What kind of laws are we going to enact that stop this? Other than reversing our entire system of justice, right? Like we could yeah. go with the Chinese system where we arrest people when they look suspicious. And I will say that you do if, the future crime thing yeah, if you, with if you minority had that, report. You could do that. I mean, I will say if we had that law implemented and I saw this guy, I would have arrested him <laughs> because he looks as if he was about to wear a shirt that says I'm a future mass shooter. Yeah. Uh, you look at yeah, he, a picture of this guy. Part. He looks the part. But that's not how our society operates. Wait, thankfully. you can't just arrest somebody if they look the part? Yeah. No, that's not how this works, <sighs> Pat. Yeah. Uh, huh. Now, I don't know if that's been challenged in the Supreme Court. We'll have to look into that. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. But I will say that this system of justice is better than the Chinese one. That is your mm-hmm. other option, though. You can go more and more toward that direction. You could start arresting people when they write scary things online or when they purchase a firearm. You can prevent them from purchasing a firearm. We can move toward that Chinese system mm-hmm. if we wish. Now, we're going to have to amend the Constitution a bunch of times to get there. So, you know, it's a lot of heavy lifting for the left. But that seems to be what they want here. They seem to be able to want to charge people with crimes before they commit them. And unfortunately, that's not that's not how this works. Now, we may find mm-hmm. out, you said they were known to police. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that covers a wide range of things. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it, it could mean that this person, you know, bought the gun illegally because they were so well known to police. They were barred from buying one. We we may find that out at some point. It's hard. I will say over the since you value in particular, uh, in particularly, I, I have I have really I've really stopped jumping on the initial details <laughs> sort of bandwagon. Because right, they're wrong so often. <laughs> they're wrong yeah. so often. And, you know, right. this is something that people have complained about for a long time. The media is terrible. Oftentimes, especially when the police have issues, and again, I'm a big supporter of the police. I think generally speaking, they do a very good job, but occasionally they don't do a great job. And when that happens, Mm -hmm. they tend to leak details to the media that backs up some other narrative that makes them look a little bit better. Uvalde being a really prime example of that, as they, they were the heroes of the universe the day after that. And then not so much yeah, later not, on. Not so much. The more yeah. we learned, the less hero of the universe they seemed. <laughs> yeah, it really and did turn around quickly, they almost seemed like the opposite of the heroes. It did turn around quickly. Yeah, it did. So, I, But I, I, I found myself fascinated watching the coverage of this. Because 
every newspaper in America, every big news website was talking about this. And at some level, it's understandable, right? Like, as you mm -hmm. mentioned, it's a terrible tragedy. Here you are. Every, everybody in this audience probably went out to a, a 4th of July event in the most innocent way and, and want to just have a nice time with their family for, for, for a place like this. To have that disturbed with, you know, gunfire from the, the rooftop of a building from some psychopath, it's obviously incredibly notable, right? It is. Yeah. It's notable and tragic and awful. And especially because so many people were going through that same sort of event this weekend, we should note that it didn't seem to happen anywhere else. This is one event and mm. it was really, really bad. But the same time that they're talking about six shots. Or six dead and 30, mid-30s, I believe, were the injury numbers. Mm -hmm. Incredible, unspeakable tragedy. At the same time, in Chicago, mm. nine people were shot and killed and, and 57 50 shot overall. Yes. Mm -hmm. This weekend in Chicago. With and the it happens, strictest gun laws mm -hmm. in the country. And it happens in both places. Every single weekend. Yeah. Every weekend, this story comes out. That nine dead, eight dead, 12 dead, six dead, seven dead every weekend. And mm -hmm. they don't care about it at all. They never mention it. They never mention it. The only time they ever mention it is because mm -hmm. you might bring it up and say, wait, what about all this violence in Chicago? So that they can call you a racist. Right. Now, who's the racist here, Pat? If you seem to care only about the white people at the parade being shot, and not about the black and Hispanic people in Chicago that get shot every weekend. Who's the racist here? I know. I don't think it's us. No, it is not. I actually do care about uh, the people who get shot. Which is why we bring it up. Yeah. We'd rather it not happen. Right. All the time in Chicago. Exactly. That or would be anywhere nice. else for that matter. Yes. You know, there's a lot of cities where they suffer this way every week and every weekend. Baltimore, Philadelphia, New Orleans, Detroit. All of these cities are suffering with this same malady that Chicago does to one degree or another, and they don't care about any of it. They just keep doing the same Democrat policies. They just keep restricting guns, and it doesn't help at all. If it doesn't help in these areas where we see them employed, how is it going to help nation nationwide? It's so ridiculous. They're going after hundreds of millions of guns that are legally owned by law-abiding citizens trying to micromanage their use mm -hmm. instead of going after, you know, a big, a much bigger problem. And I think one of the issues here is the reason why we talk about Chicago and Baltimore and these other big cities is not just because uh, Democrats run them into the ground constantly, although that I admittedly that's part of it. <laughs> you know, part, part of it is mm -hmm. to highlight how bad these policies are and how well they work in practice, which is terrible. Um, but it's not just that. It's also that like it's a much more sensible area to focus on. Like it's really hard to stop one 22 year old to get from getting one gun and going on a rooftop and firing at unarmed people in a crowd. Like, it's really hard to stop that. Yeah. It, and the because, only way you stop it is because, thankfully, most people don't want to do it. Right. You know, that's the, it's just right. the truth. And, they, I mean, he's known to law enforcement. Yep. And yet he still got away with doing that. Right. Right. In a state where they have very restrictive gun laws uh -huh. and in an area that has very restrictive gun laws... 
And it's just really, really hard. Now, that doesn't mean you don't try to stop it. Obviously, we've talked about the mental health aspects, uh, stopping people with um, with criminal histories and mental health uh, factors from getting firearms is part of this focus that the, the, the left and the right kind of agree on. Right. Like we should mm-hmm. we should stop those people from getting guns. But like it's really difficult to do that. And it's one of those things where you're talking about a an amount of people despite how much coverage it gets that die every year from uh, from these crimes it's almost impossible in a country of 330 million people to try to eliminate that entirely and to make any difference on that number you'd have to eliminate it entirely right like it's not like a crime where you shave if you if you shave 20 percent off the amount of people who die in mass shootings every year well would be great and we want to do that but it would make no difference in the gun violence total that we're talking about all the time. The way you can make a difference on those numbers are things like suicides, right? Preventing mm-hmm. suicides is a is a is a is a really big pool of people who die from gun violence. And it's much easier to try to do something about that. Crime in inner cities is another one. That's where almost all this stuff happens. Almost all of it. Yet it gets almost none of the coverage. And how do you how do you explain that? I, you can, if if it was the left explaining, I can guarantee you what they would say. They would say it's racism. You only care about mm-hmm. the white victims. You don't care about the black victims. That's what they would say. That's what they say about missing kids all the time, right? Yeah. Whenever there's a a good looking college girl that goes missing, man, that gets coverage from all the cable news channels. But if it's, you know, an inner city uh, black male, they never get any coverage. And, you know, they say that all the time. That would be the explanation for sure if this was the other way around. If the left was the one no question. handling this, they would be critical of the media and say, you don't care about the black victims. You only care about the white victims in the in the nice little suburbs who are going to their July 4th uh, events. That's what you care about because of the color of their skin. Now, I, I don't I don't think that that's the, the reality here. I think, you know, there is something to do with that sort of crime of spectacle and this big flashy thing. But the problem with this is the reason why a mass shooting gets a lot of coverage is also the reason why they keep occurring because these psychopaths want this attention. Mm-hmm. And so giving it to them constantly, and we have not mentioned this person's name, nor will we giving them constant attention. Every time one of these things goes down, does not help the situation. It makes it much worse and it doesn't help our overall problem with gun violence. It literally does everything it shouldn't and none of the things it should. Yeah, this is the way it happens every time, Pat. And that's why we're not playing his uh, diatribe, you, you know, the little video he, mm-hmm. he produced. I, I don't want to give him that satisfaction and that publicity. But he does have a rambling, weird video that he put out that kind of gave hints to what he might be planning to do here. Mm-hmm. And then he went out and did it. But I don't, I don't know how you stop it when you see, even if you see the video, even if law enforcement sees the video, can you go arrest the guy because of what he said? He didn't clearly say, I'm going to go kill people at the 4th of July parade. Maybe you could get him on a uh, terroristic threat at that point, but that's not what he did. So I don't I don't know how you stop him uh, even being known to law enforcement unless he's committed some sort of crime. Right. And really what you could do is try to, again, convert this country into one mm-hmm. that that does not have innocence until proven guilt. 
right? Like that's yeah. what you can do. Right. You can try, you can move that line. Now, red flag laws attempt to move that line, right? That's what they are. And perhaps if you have they're someone- They're future crimes. They're future crimes. And perhaps if you had, you know, like they're going to say, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't <laughs> remember off the top of my head, the red flag law situation in Illinois. Uh, and I don't know if, you know, we don't know the details of this anyway. I mean, whether it was enacted or how it worked, we'll know, you know, within weeks, I'm sure. But the, the bottom line is if you have someone who's off kilter and you report them, then maybe you could take their guns. Was this, but like, again, for how long are you delaying the inevitable here? You, if you haven't mm-hmm. committed a crime, all you're doing is delaying it, which is good. It's better than, than you know, it's better than not delaying it. But the trade-off here of getting rid of our system of justice to attempt these things, knowing that 99.5% of the people caught up in these red flag laws will not have done anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just going to be, you're going to be essentially punishing people for nothing in almost all cases. That's how this works. And you, the farther you go down that line, the farther you go down the reversal of the relationship between innocence and guilt, the closer you get to places like China. And you can do it. Lots of countries do it. You can go live in one of them. They're, they're wonderful. Flights are pretty expensive right now, but you can get there. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. I have a friend who went overseas this past weekend, and they're still doing... It was an it was, the first leg of this flight was eight hours, and then there was another five hour and another three hour. I think after that it was you know they're going to like Africa for some something that I'll never do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, that sounds terrible. And then I heard they have to wear <laughs> a mask the whole time. Oh, they still masking on these international what? flights. Really? Can you imagine? I can't. I can't yeah, imagine. I can't. <laughs> so like thirteen hours, fifteen no, hours. No, on a mask. No, no. And I'm not then, doing it. By the way, an eight-hour layover someplace in an airport where they oh. also have to be masked the whole time. Oh my god! Can you imagine? No, no. I can't do it. I can't. No, I can't do it. I won't do it. No, I will. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do and it you get to without pay the a, mask. A massive price for that too. Oh my gosh! I can't even imagine. So how congratulations. It's like going to like Mount Kilimanjaro or something. It's like. Jeez. That's probably an amazing experience to probably. talk about when you come home. And I got to say, I think most of the questions are going to be about the flights, yeah. not about the mountain. <laughs> right. Triple eight seven two seven beck Life is about being active. Whether it's about going on your daily tasks or exercising, you know you're well when you're regularly active. But what happens when being active actually hurts by the end of the day? This is the position I found myself in a number of years ago. Everything I wanted to do in my daily life, all of the activity it called for was held captive to almost constant nagging pain. When I heard about Relief Factor, I was skeptical, but my wife said, give it a chance. Not long after I took it, I could feel the pain begin to melt away and i've been taking it ever since and i can tell you that relief factor has helped me get my life back i love that it's not a drug but it was developed by doctors and about 70 percent of the people who try it go on to order more your first step to becoming pain-free just might be ordering a three-week quick start for only 1995 go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief 800 for relief or relieffactor.com find out all about this offer and feel the difference Okay, so your friends are going to Mount Kilimanjaro. Are yes. they climbing Mount Kilimanjaro? I don't know all the details. It's, I mean, they know there's helicopters now, right? You could take a helicopter. 
Even there? Uh, yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so I that's... Think so. No, I think there'd be a place to that. land. 19,000 feet? Yeah, it's one no. of the highest peaks not, in the world. No. Now, I don't think they're like... They're not expert mountain climbers. <laughs> so I don't think they're going to the top, but I guess there's like a bunch of hikes and different levels of things you can do there. No. And it's an amazing thing to do. Like, the stories are going to be incredible. <laughs> but here, here's the crazy detail about this. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a couple... <laughs> One of them is a friend of Lisa's who is in shape, works out every day, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the the typical person you'd think would think it would be desirable to go yeah. hike on a mountain. OK, go to Africa and hike Mount Kilimanjaro. Right. Yeah. OK. You uh-huh. know, those people exist. I they seem completely foreign to me. And I, me there's too. another species, essentially. But yeah. Okay, it goes to the gym every day. She did uh, Pinatubo, I believe, in the in the past. Who so, hasn't? Right, every, you know who among us? Pat and I. Oh, how many we, times? We, did, we used to have a, an no. annual trip. Yeah, to we Pinatubo. To Pinatubo, we would do. It was uh, semi-annual, actually. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was semi-annual. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it was. We used to take listeners. It was great. Um, but so she's done that before. She can uh-huh. handle it. Her her significant other in this situation mm-hmm. is fascinating because he's like a normal guy. Mm-hmm. he's like if, like us. if yeah like w- the first time we went to pinatubo think of that <laughs> think of your mindset that you know he's not like a gym rat yeah. he's not like a marathoner he's not a, he's just a guy he's like a normal yeah. guy he's not in bad shape but he's just a, like a normal guy you just mm-hmm. like he's just going and he didn't train for this at all <laughs> he didn't prepare he didn't train he didn't like run you know, a couple of miles a day to get ready for this. He's just jumping from like office life to Kilimanjaro. The words rude awakening come to mind. <laughs> like, well, it's funny because isn't there a part of you that thinks I can get through anything for a couple of days? You know what I mean? Yeah, I can get through any. Uh, you know, it's going to suck and I'm probably going to be miserable mm-hmm. for a couple of days, but I'll get through it. It's not that big. No, you won't. No, this is a terrible idea. Like that. Yeah, no. Uh, what you'd be hoping for is that your flight would be canceled. Right. I would think. And that could happen. This is when, could happen. like, halfway there, you inject yourself with COVID. And you just, like, yes. oh, oh, darn it. I'm, all of a sudden, oh, I got sick. Yeah, what a, what, a, mm. what a hassle. Well, well, you go on your own, honey. Like, that's, that's what you Don't do. Don't let me stop you. No. But I'm going to be holed up in the uh, hotel. Or at the very least, you somehow acquire a positive COVID test that someone else has taken and you just stuff it in your luggage and mm-hmm. then you just pull it. Oh, my God. I, I just I decided <laughs> I didn't feel great. I decided to take a test and look at this. There it is. Did, I've tested positive. Speaking of the flights, though, did you see that Delta Airlines was offering $10,000 to people to give up their flight? <laughs> really? $10,000. <000. laughs> Sold. Yeah, I I'm think I taking take that. that. Yeah, because I I've been in that I, situation that. where it's escalated to levels that have yeah they started me. at five thousand. Oh wow! So I I've think I would have been tempted high. at five thousand. I've never seen it that high. I haven't either. I've seen it at like we'll give you three hundred dollars yeah. or a discount on your next flight. No, no, thank you. They usually give Big you deal. that thing where they're like, uh, it gives you at least American. I think it's American Airlines that does this, and they give you like three options. They're like, you know, we need someone to leave. How much would you take to leave? And you could pick. The highest one. There's like a middle one and a low one. Mm-hmm. So I every once in a while I'll click the highest one. I'll be like, you know, if they're gonna give me sixteen hundred dollars, yeah, I'll, I'm gonna change my flight. But ten thousand. I mean, I'm, I, I'm in. I think I'm oh, in on that. Taking that because I'm flying for years. Yeah, on this. <laughs> right. right. Like I'm, I'm flying. Right. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna have the pilot deal where I get to just like hop in into the into the plane and go wherever I want.
for years on that. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Uh, that awesome. would be worth $10,000. Incredible. I have a vacation coming up. There's no way I'm getting to the location, is there? No. There's no way. No. <laughs> it's not happening. The Glenn Beck Program. Ever since he tried the Rough Greens for the first time, my dog, Uno, has changed. He's a completely different dog. I hear from people all the time in the audience. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of letters have come in who have had the same experience with their dog. They've heard me talk about Rough Greens on the show. They get some for themselves. And as soon as they sprinkle it on the dog's food, the dog literally wolfs it down. And it's really good for him. It's not a dog food. It's just chock full of vitamins and minerals and probiotics and omega oils that you sprinkle. Your dog needs these things to be healthy. My dog was easy. From the first time he tried Rough Greens, Uno was in love. Some dogs take a little bit to get used to the new flavor, though. Dr. Dennis Black, the inventor of Rough Greens, was on the phone with me last week. He doesn't want that to be a reason for you not to try. So right now, he's got a special gift available. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. Put it on your dog's food and begin to watch your dog become healthier. Your daily antidote to the socialism virus. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. Pat Gray, Stu Gear. Pat and Stu for Glenn this week. 888-727-BECK. Something that uh, happened that can't happen because it doesn't happen anywhere but here. Uh, there was a mass shooting in Copenhagen, uh, which is not in this country. I don't, I don't know if you're aware of that, but Copenhagen is not in the United States. Not Copenhagen, Texas. No, it's not. Copenhagen, Denmark. And uh, six, uh, three people were killed. Multiple people shot and wounded at a mall in Copenhagen. So I, I think somebody's lying there because it doesn't happen in other countries. It only happens here, hmm. as it did again on the 4th of July, of course. Uh, and there was another shooting, yep. interestingly, but it involved police shooting a suspect. Yeah, I just have right? to mention here on the Denmark thing, because people will say, well, yeah, one shooting, mm-hmm. one, how many have you had? In the, United, in the United States. 264 this <laughs> right. year alone. Oh, and we have to get into that because that, that's really a frustrating part. Oh, it is. Because it, no, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked. But like the, the Chicago shooting, mm-hmm. right? What they love to do is ignore the fact that nine were killed and 57 shot in Chicago, uh, separate from the mass shooting that happened yeah. at the, uh, in, the, in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. They want to ignore that and only talk about the mass shooting. But. They get to have things both ways because then they will include multiple incidents from Chicago over the weekend and call them, quote unquote, mass shootings and insert them into this number they keep building, which everybody who's looked at knows is ridiculous. But they keep doing it anyway because they so they get the best part of both worlds. They get to blame guns for the incident and build their mass shooting numbers while completely ignoring that their own cities and their own policies are the places all of these things are occurring. Yes. It's fascinating. And in the places with the strictest gun control in the country. Yes. Like Chicago. Fascinating. Um, By the way, uh, six million people in Denmark. Okay. There's six million. We have 330 million. So we have Mm -hmm. what 60 times almost as many people. 
So in theory, if all else was equal, which it's not, if all else were equal, you would expect to hear uh, about a shooting in Denmark approximately one sixtieth of the amount of time. Right. So when you do this and they do this all the time, they lean on things like, for example, New Zealand's per capita deaths from mass shootings are higher than ours because they've had like three or four really bad ones. I Despite mean, two the really fact bad ones. that they have taken guns from their yeah, citizens. They have nothing. Not only did they ban them, they took them from those who had guns. And, and I, the thing you're talking about is probably the after the Christchurch shooting, which was this really terrible one that happened a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But they did the same thing after the previous mass shooting, which Christchurch was after. Yes. Right. They took yeah, away right. tons of guns the first time, too. Right. So, you know, I, we went through all this. If you go to uh, Stu, Stu does uh, America on YouTube, that we did a gun special. We went through all of the mass shooting numbers and, and showed all this data just to, to show that, like, because these things, I'll be honest, do feel like they happen a lot here. And it sucks. It they really do. does. It, it feels. Do. I mean, I talk to people who are big Second Amendment supporters and aren't talking about taking guns away, but still just, gosh, I can't believe this is happening. What do we do about it? And. That is a legitimate conversation. We should do something, whatever we can, within the bounds of the Constitution and our law and our traditions. Mm-hmm. We should we should do something. Um, on the other hand, we do have to realize you do not need to be terrified every time you go to a Fourth of July parade. Like just statistically, your chances are your still. Chances, every, think of how yeah. many people yesterday went to mm-hmm. this parade. I mean, like, like this is a. A kind of a, a crazy we probably way. had 20 parades just in the metroplex here. right oh yeah at least and nothing happened at any and of nothing them. happened at any of them right uh it, you know your chance if you went to let's say there's i don't know i'm throwing i did this with schools because it, this is the real number for schools but there's 150,000 schools in the united states mm-hmm. 150,000. the fact that you can name three incidents from the past you know 10 years at schools from sandy hook to parkland to Uvalde, or the three. Now, obviously, there have been other incidents in between, but they've mm-hmm. you know much smaller scale. Those were the huge three ones. massive scale incidents yeah. over a, a decade with one hundred and fifty thousand schools. It number one highlights how impossible it is uh, to stop. Right? Mm-hmm. It, th- how do you stop three incidents over a decade in one hundred fifty thousand schools where kids are going to these schools one hundred and eighty days a year? It can happen on any at any of these schools. Uh, on any of these days so fi- finding and stopping an incident like that is really really hard it's it, you know you can make it worse by some of the actions that it looks like the police did not take in uvalde but like to actually mm. stop it is really difficult sometimes they do and they do stop some of them um but the same thing is with these fourth of july parades then think about the actual parade how many people went to that parade Problem what, 5,000, 10,000. Mm-hmm. We do have, we have six people dead, which is horrible. And I can't, it's hard to overstate how terrible it is. But it's also important to put in perspective. Even if you went to the parade, your chances of, uh, of, being, of shot being shot were, were very low. Yeah. And even if you got shot, it seems like about 80% of people survived. So, yeah. I mean, like, it's important to put that stuff in perspective. It doesn't make it any better for the families. It doesn't make it any better. It doesn't mean we shouldn't try to stop it. But it is important to to keep things in perspective and not live your life in constant terror, which is what the media seems to want you to do. Yeah. You know, like the chances of these things happening to you are much lower than you getting into a terrible car accident. Like I, the, there are other things to worry about that are much more prominent. Um, 
I went like three steps off of where we were going there. Uh, we were talking about the Cop- Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. Is it, are we, have we settled on Copenhagen now? Because that's what I want. I'm staying on Copenhagen. I, I'm not going to Copenhagen. You can call it Copenhagen all you want in I the mainstream not. media. I'm not going there. But it, so. it's true that like, yes, they have fewer events in Denmark than mm-hmm. we do. But that's also partially just because they don't have a lot of people. They also don't have a lot of racial strife mm-hmm. in Denmark. Because they're all they're all they're the same all, race. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're all whiteies. white people who have lived there for yeah. seventy five centuries. And <laughs> honestly, like it's so cold at times, you can understand why. Like people are just like, look, I don't want to go even there. going outside, no, let alone shooting anybody. I'm not doing it. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of aspects that go that go into that. There was another shooting, and again, this is the same type of thing where the media tries to convince all black people that they should be terrified of police because they are out on the hunt for you all the time. This is what police do. They wake up in the morning. They have donuts. Mm -hmm. This is the one thing we know about police officers. They have to have donuts. And after they have donuts, they walk around looking for black people to shoot at the streets for no particular reason. This is the narrative Mm -hmm. we get from the media all the time. This is what they do. So there's a case in Akron. And they had a, um, the guy's name was uh, uh, Jalen Walker. And Jalen Walker was was going to be pulled over for a traffic stop. And of course, the narrative is, to just give you the summary in case you don't know the story, and you wanted to read a media story, the guy um, was unarmed, black man, running from police, was shot at about 60 times. By police. By police. Mm -hmm. And no one, this should not happen over a traffic stop pat no it this should not happen no, that's over right a traffic stop. no mm-hmm. it should not and it shouldn't i would agree you, in fact you mm-hmm. are the king of traffic stops you've been pulled over fifteen thousand <laughs> times since you moved to texas mm-hmm. it's never happened to you why because no. you're white white that's the only reason i'm white now i assume you did all the things that J- jalen walker did in this particular story and you just they just at the end said oh gosh Pat Gray, you're so silly. I can't believe you just drove away from us like this. But like, so what happened was, let me, let me tell you, if this sounds familiar to you in the way you deal with police right. incidents yeah. when you get pulled over, Pat. Okay. Known speeder, Pat Gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Jalen Walker gets pulled over for a traffic stop. He then Was he speeding? Uh, I don't know if he was speeding, honestly, okay. on that part of the story. We're but he sure decides, he feels apparently for some reason things might not go well. Now, maybe he's guilty of a crime. Yeah, maybe. maybe he's just terrified of police officers. I don't know. Yeah, but he decides to uh, leave and not pull over and run from police in the car. Uh, it, it, so he's driving away from police. Okay. Uh, then he uh, eventually gets surrounded by police cars, pulls over again, and then leaves again. Somehow escapes the situation and uh, once again. So far, this is really familiar. I've done this, I don't know, probably 15, 20 20 times. times. And never been shot at. Never been shot at. Amazing. That white skin really gets you out of those problems. It does. And so he then escapes from cops. Uh, While he's driving, Mm -hmm. he fires his gun out the window. Now, when... It's logical. When you are being chased by police Mm -hmm. and you fire a gun out the window... Yeah. You have escalated this beyond just running from the police. You have now fired a weapon out the window. Now, we, to give the disclaimers here, this is what we're told, uh, you know, from the police. This is their justification, right? So Mm -hmm. we should be skeptical uh, over these things as people are, you know, should be treated with skepticism as we saw in Uvalde, right? Like at at times you have to make sure, sometimes they don't tell the truth. Mm -hmm. However, in this particular case, there's no indication that they know the per- driver is black at this point. 
And the officer says it while they're driving. Okay, he just fired a gun out the window. Uh, we have shot. We have a shot fired. This is before they've even had an interaction with him. So it would be really hard to come up with a situation in which, like, they don't even know he's black yet. Uh, and they're planting this information before they even see him, before they, like, it's just, it would mm-hmm. be too much for any reasonable conspiracy theory. But I'll allow for the possibility anyway, because you never know in these situations. Eventually, he gets out of the car, decides to run from police. He gets out of the car on foot, runs from police, then turns around back toward police, mm-hmm. and they shoot him a bunch of times. Now, for some reason, the focus of the story is how many times they shot him. Once dead, does it really matter how many times you've been shot i know from watching many many movies pat Mm -hmm. that you watch the movie and you you, they they shoot the bad guy and then they all start celebrating and hugging each other while the bad guy gets up slowly in the background when when you use a firearm like that's what you're trying to disable the person who may be trying to kill you Mm -hmm. and the police after seeing this guy already fire a weapon seemingly at them kind of had an indication he may be violent right so when he turned to them, they fired him. They hit him a bunch of times. I, I mean, look, if they shot him and he was dead and then they walked up to him and shot him a thousand more times, there would be criticism to to be uh, put on the police officers, though it wouldn't change the outcome. It wouldn't make it more tragic. He was already dead. Well, but then he was mega dead. Maybe then right? he was mega, he was mega dead. Doppler dead. Mega Doppler dead. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. that sounds. Bad. And that's that's bad. That's bad. Yeah. You don't want that. But like. There are times where math comes into play here. And let me walk people through the math if they're not familiar with this did particular level of calculus. Did they not find the gun on calculus. him when they shot him? They did not. They, but that, that's the well, argument from the lawyer. He was unarmed. Okay. At least that's what they're saying. He uh-huh. was unarmed. Well, an unarmed guy firing a weapon out the window, I don't, that doesn't compute to me. Mm. Okay? Here's the math of the situation, though. This is advanced level calculus, Pat. If you do X, Y, and, X and Y, Z often occurs. If you run from police, if you fire weapons at police, if instead of falling down on the ground and putting your hands behind your back, you turn back toward police during a chase, Mm -hmm. oftentimes you will get shot. The color of your skin is not material to that equation. And be like, well, disproportionately, look at the actual numbers. I'm not going to bother breaking them down for you. That's a nonsensical argument that isn't true about i mean this mm-hmm. is you know from criminologists an african-american criminologist who went through the numbers and said actually it looks like white people are more likely to get shot of these incidents so don't don't even bother with that nonsense but the bottom line is you can't you should not do those things the police may have acted improperly maybe we will find out they didn't fire a weapon and they had some big conspiracy against this guy if that's true obviously none of this applies but either way you don't run from police you don't turn back toward them uh, when they are asking you to get down on your knees you certainly do not fire weapons out them out of a speeding car was that a chris rock uh sketch at one time <laughs> i think you're right I, I think he talked about that i think you're right How to i'm not going to use the words you over. he used yeah uh, but, to recreate it <laughs> oh but but yes i think you're right yeah you know I, and you might look into that and listen to that for pretty good safety tips you know he was being funny but it was a good safety tip what he was trying to tell everybody um you know just don't act like that don't run from police don't shoot at police and then chances are better that you're not going to get shot yeah you might not eliminate every single bad outcome because sometimes police do act terribly sometimes mm-hmm. they just act inappropriately and wrong I mean, not based mm-hmm. on race but just 
yeah. handle a situation terribly or poorly, or maybe they're corrupt, or maybe they're violent. Who knows? It does happen. Mm-hmm. But you're going to eliminate 99.9% <laughs> of the stuff yes, you are. if you just don't act like that. 888-727-BECK. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. These days, you use your personal information to do just about everything, especially when you're online. But with all that information just floating out there, it can make the Internet a practical goldmine for identity thieves. Actually, that's that's not fair to gold miners. Mining is actually hard work. Stealing your identity is dangerously easy. It's also incredibly costly and terribly frustrating if you get hacked. Now is an easy time to join up with LifeLock and... Help protect yourself with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock monitors your information and alerts you to personal identity threats. And if you are a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock. They can't protect you from everything. Nobody can, but they're the best in the business in my book. 800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 25% off your first year. Identity theft protection starts here. Pat and Stu for Glenn this week. Uh, brilliant, brilliant Jessica Biel uh, tweet over mm. the weekend. Um, I guess they were in France at some point. She and uh, her man, Justin Timberlake. Mm. And uh, she tweeted out, you have croissants and women's rights? Damn, take me back. Yes, please. Uh, go oh, live yeah. forever. Stay, Stay. Stay in there France. Forever. That'd be great. Um, By all means, send us photos, but stay. Sure. (laughs) And I I don't think that anybody mentioned to her that France has a 14-week limit on abortions. Uh, Which is a week less, a a week more restrictions than the Mississippi law that started all this. Right. Amazing. So, but don't worry about that. Look, a lot of people don't know the fact, maybe we should go through this at some point today, that Europe has tighter laws than right. the United States, even before, you know, I mean, before all this went down, uh, Europe's laws were more conservative than America's Quite laws on abortion. Quite a bit more. Yeah. Because we, like, had no restrictions uh, in many places. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let's talk about an uncomfortable statistic. Uh, By the time men get into their 30s, two out of three of them have started losing their hair. Uh, That's like two-thirds. Yeah, that's like 67%. Yeah, Uh Yeah. and that's not necessarily a positive. That's not good. That seems early, too. I didn't realize it was 30s. Hmm. But, hey, if you're in the percentage of people who are having that issue, seeing a couple hairs in the sink, uh, if you have that uh, problem here and there, you got to act early. The quicker, the better. Uh, Keeps is there. They have clinically proven, FDA proven uh, uh, hair treatments that are available online. So basically, you hop on uh, with Keeps. You go with a real doctor. They go walk you through the process. They, you know, ask you some questions. You take a quick 
couple pictures of your hair, and then you get this stuff directed, uh, delivered right to your door. So you don't have to worry about going to pharmacy or multiple doctor's appointments or all that. They keep it nice and simple for you at Keeps. Keeps uh, is available 24-7. You can message your doctor as well. Go to keeps.com slash save, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save. Get 50% off your first order now at keeps.com slash save. Everything's changing everywhere. Uh, We'll tell you about two places where change is occurring. Coming up in 60 seconds. The sooner you switch to Patriot Mobile, the sooner you can start paying less. And I mean way less than what you're paying right now with your major mobile company. There's no reason to pay out the nose. And we always talk about how major mobile companies are donating a portion of your bill to leftist causes. Do you want to be involved in that? I, I, I know I don't, especially what we've seen over the past couple of weeks. Why are you going to be why are you going to be donating money to those causes? You know, you don't agree with them. Why let your money go there? Uh, they, In fact, Patriot Mobile does the opposite. They donate to conservative causes. And their 100% U.S.-based customer support team gives amazing personal service. They give you great service on your phone, too. This is a big thing. It asks you to support a cause that's great and everything. But if you don't get the great service, you're not going to want to stick with Patriot Mobile. Well, they know that. So they're going to give you the great service. They're going to give you the great prices. And they're going to donate to conservative causes. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code Beck. Veterans and first responders save even more. So make the switch today. Between the left, the media, and the rhinos, we need to stick together. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. It's 972-PATRIOT for Patriot Mobile. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK. Uh, the sports world being turned upside down in a couple of different places. College football for one, uh, with USC and UCLA leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten, which means that the Big Ten will have teams from Maryland to California now. <laughs> That's these co- these conferences like literally no sense at this point. They're no all named. Sense at all. The, right. the, the numbers don't mean anything anymore. Right. It, none of it makes sense. Exactly. I can't even follow it anymore. Uh, very difficult to follow. Um, and so all of a sudden, the Pac-12 is like on the verge of collapse. And so the, what holds it together right now is Oregon and Washington are waiting on Notre Dame's decision as to whether or not, because they've been invited, whether or not they're going to join the Big Ten. If they do, then I guess 
Oregon and Washington are out and would maybe go to the to the Big 12 at that point. The Big 12 seems to be in a little bit of a problem, too, because they probably need to merge or just about merge with the Pac-12. Yeah, it's impossible to keep track of. It's incredible what's happening. And so what's happening right now is they're forming two super conferences, the Big Ten and the SEC. And they think that those two conferences might wind up with 30 teams each and then just split off from the the NCAA. And that changes everything. Everything. incredible. Isn't that something? Yeah, I mean, mean, that's really an upending of American tradition. Right. You know? Right, where I need something to hold on to. Yeah, everything else is being uprooted. Don't take this from me, too, please, please. Well, at least you have golf you can depend on. The PGA will be there forever, <laughs> and apparently, <laughs> not so much. Yeah, I mean that's the whole. We've talked about this a little bit, I think, on the show, but it, the Live Golf Tour, which has pulled all these big golfers from the PGA. Offering them nine-figure checks. Is that the one supported by the Saudis? Yeah. The what Saudi- does "live" stand for? Do you know? I believe fifty uh, fifty-four. Which oh, okay. Is, oh, their tournaments the are L one V or whatever. Yeah, okay. I mean it's a it's mm. a it's a you know clever way of live. You're living golf. Live golf. Okay. Also, LIV being fifty-four, and they play fifty-four whole tournaments instead of the normal seventy-two. Ah, uh, um, uh, one of their mm. many tweaks of the format for normal PGA tournaments is that favorable to the golfers. Do yeah, they like that? They play less. You yeah. Know? yeah, I mean the less work for more money. I yeah. don't know. Is that favorable? How that would you seems, feel about that? Yeah, I would feel pretty good. How about, about this? It, Pat Gray, the Pat Gray Unleashed program available on Blaze TV is now eight minutes long. It'll pay you triple. <laughs> Okay. Uh, how does yeah. that? How does, ow, ow, okay. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, see. Wait a minute. Well, let me tell you this. Mm. One of our stated allies is behind the money. Uh oh. Uh oh. Are you oh, going boy. to? Now, again, we all know Saudi Arabia has a lot of shady stuff going on. Oh, we we yeah. are aware of this. We they are not angels, but there are certain classifications of countries, right? Like North Korea, mm-hmm. currently Russia is in this area where we're like, okay, like known adversary doing really terrible things. We're not going to do any business with them. We're cutting them off entirely or as much as we can from mm-hmm. the e- economy. There's another level below that, which is like, you know, in some ways like China, right? Where like they are kind of a known adversary at this point, but we don't, we don't, we still have lots of economic activity. That we we can, still buy all their stuff at Walmart. Bought tons of it, right? Yeah. And we still have a major relationship with them. We still have a, a lot of American companies doing production over there. A lot of that stuff goes on. Then there's another layer of, you know, there's places like India where like India does a lot of stuff that we wouldn't agree with, but we have a generally, at least we did until Joe Biden had a generally friendly relationship with India. I mean, freaking, you know, the Indian people love Donald Trump more than Melania loves Donald Trump. I mean, they, 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 I think they got like gold statues of the guy all over the, the country. They, they loved Donald Trump and they love in some ways love America. Uh, that's sort of faded recently, and there's been some differences there since Biden has been in control. But still, like there are con- those are countries that we would not agree with their policies. We would not agree with how many of the people in the country are treated. But we have a generally warm relationship with them and do tons and tons of trade with mm-hmm. those countries. Saudi Arabia is, you know, in many ways has been an ally of ours. Like they have been. They don't like terrorism either. They've been victims of it many times. Now they also they like have, Iran. have been involved in yes in, 
<laughs> it lets quite famously 9-11 is not exactly mm-hmm. something to over uh overlook here but like they can't stand iran they they have a lot of our s- similar interests in that region and they're sort of in that that area where we say they're an ally that's not exactly what they are that's mm. that's not i wouldn't say they're an ally but they do assist us on certain things mm-hmm. and then they do a lot of really terrible things that we don't like other than that what are the categories of countries you have countries like you know europe where we generally have western values they constantly say how terrible we are and everything that we do that they don't like they're constantly critical of us our president goes overseas and criticizes our supreme court in front of overseas audiences in these countries uh, but like you know other than europe basically that's what you have in mm-hmm. the world you have countries that generally speaking are disagreeable to us and our values and if you're going to continue having any form of international trade you're gonna have to put up with a lot of stuff you don't agree with you know you basically should you basically can only eliminate the most egregious offenders and saudi arabia while they do a lot of things we don't like does not fall into that category for the united states uh you know so i right yeah you, so, but they're still getting a lot of flack, right? A lot, yeah. The players who are considering joining the tour. Has anybody officially joined it? Yeah, yeah, a bunch now. Okay. Uh, um, you know, Phil Mickelson was kind of the big first one wow. to, to drop. and But they've, they're they talking about he got paid $200 million to go over there. Uh, but $200, $200 million. million. Dollars. Yeah. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau like, went over. It's guaranteed yeah. just yeah, for joining the tour? I, I believe it's, wow. it's technically appearance fees. So like I, they have to actually nice. show up at the tournaments, you know. But uh, yeah, oh, I'd go. I think I'd go for two hundred million dollars. I think I would. I would too. Yeah, you I know, hate to I, admit that, but I think I'd join the Saudi tour. And I'll say this to the Saudi Arabi- Arabian government right now: if they're looking for a new show called Studio Saudi Arabia, <laughs> and they got nine <laughs> figures behind that, let's talk. You know, I mean, no offense to Glenn and the Blaze, right? But uh, you know, if you, you need might me to talk that, about though. like, mm, okay, you know, sandstorms. Mm-hmm. Every and day. how they're good. How they're good. Yeah. You, you should like them. You should thank. You should thank the government for bringing you the Saudi wonders. oil is oh, I love really it. quality the best oil. oil. The uh, best oil. And you should be buying it. Comes out of the ground. Uh-huh. You know? We yeah. Sub- and, we, and I, look, the other governments <laughs> might not do that as well as Saudi. I, and that's why I support this, you know, 200 million would be hard to turn down. <laughs> It would, be it would be almost and, impossible and to like, turn And like, would down. you turn it down for North Korea? I think there's a lot of people who would say, eh, no, probably. Uh, but I think, yes, you're right. You're going to turn it down if it's North Korea. Yeah. If it's Saudi Arabia. I mean, like, Coca-Cola sells a lot of Coca-Cola and in Saudi Arabia. And no one hassles them, them about it. Yeah. Why are we hassling golfers about it? We have a relationship with this country. Like they're not, uh, there is a very limited amount of country. We don't do it very often. We didn't do it to Russia after they took Crimea, right? Yeah. Like they had to right. really go all out for us to get this, this pissed off at Russia. Like North Korea has, you know, internment camps all over their country and we don't have that relationship and they don't, they don't want an outside relationship. Obviously they're a very strange country, but like China has, internment camps all over their country and we still have a relationship with them yeah we still do a lot of trade with them very few people outside the right criticize the nba for the relationship they have with china yeah and if you do it you're called a racist and banned off of social media and by the way britney griner is still (laughs) still being held in russia she's absolutely incredible still she's begging she wrote a letter begging biden to get her out 
and she's still there. It really is fascinating. July 5th now. What what was she taking? Uh, uh, she was arrested in, was it March? It was after the war. It was like a month. I feel like it was like several weeks or a month after the war started, which is like, gosh, the fact that she was even there. Yeah. Um, is amazing. But she goes, from what I understand, she goes every year. Yeah. Because, you know, there's money to be made in Russia, and so they have a women's professional league, and she goes over there every, yeah. to supplement the income because they don't make that much in the WNBA. Yeah. I mean, they make... I mean, they, they, they do fine. Yeah, they, they, do, they fine. do okay. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. And based on the, you know, based on the the audience size, yeah. the fan size. I mean, arguably, they should make zero dollars. <laughs> I mean, like, let's be honest, let's be honest about it. <laughs> arguably, the numbers should be zero. Arguably, and, yes. And I will say, you know, people like, oh, women. We've talked a lot about women's sports recently. It's been a big topic on talk radio. Oh, I can't believe they're letting this, you know, this swimmer win these swim meets. And let's mm-hmm. be honest about it. I don't care who wins the swim meets, <laughs> frankly. the Literally, the only thing that I care about when it comes to women's sports, I will give you the one time I'm interested, when my daughter is playing. Yeah. Literally the only <laughs> time I will ever be interested in women's sports. Although, I, well, that's not fair. Women's tennis, I like watching. I think women's tennis is entertaining, mm-hmm. even as it compares to men's tennis. Because at least it's not just a serve, ace, serve, ace, serve, ace every single point. Mm-hmm. So like women's tennis to me is actually more entertaining. There's a couple things here and there. But generally speaking, like I'm not a huge passion guy when it comes to the authenticity of women's sports. But it's it's fascinating to kind of see this stuff happen. I mean, Brittany Griner is like one of the four names in the WNBA I might be able to come up with. Like, yeah, me she's too. Pretty famous, right? Like a big star. I don't think I could come up with three others, frankly. Uh, right Tarassi? now, uh, Diana Tarassi, she's still playing. Okay, she's still on. She, the, I think I think she still plays. Is she? I think uh, still she does. Playing? I think I think she's she gonna does. be like sixty-three years old. By <laughs> she's now. like the Kareem of the of the sport. <laughs> yeah, she's been around for a long time. I could give you Rebecca Lobo, but she hasn't yeah, been she playing hasn't for some for time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. I, I it's not something I care about, generally yeah. speaking. Yeah, I think it highlights the issue. Um. Uh, of of the trans stuff and how nuts it is to the average mm-hmm. American really well though and it's like I can tell you if my daughter you know gets a silver instead of a gold someday because some dude decided to come over and kick her butt You'd be pissed. in women's sports I am going to be very very passionate about it and that, I think that's how mm-hmm. most most Americans can connect to that issue we have to be it's just it's just a way to highlight to the American people how you know how this how ridiculous this is because everyone can quantify it there it's hard to quantify it's hard to understand someone who's going through a transgender type of issue to the average american who isn't trans now i know polling starting to show that maybe the average american is trans so <laughs> i don't know how much longer i can make this point i think about 80 percent of us are seems like about 80 percent right yeah. now but like the average person can't relate to what those, you know, what those people are going through. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I can't ever comprehend or contemplate that it could happen to me. I don't, I, you know, so I don't, it's not part of my lived experience, as they say, Pat. Mm-hmm. But the average American can very much see, okay, this is ridiculous here. You yeah. know, you might yeah. be like, oh, I don't want to be mean. Should not I don't want to leave say her behind that, like know, this. Yeah. I, I can't believe it's been this long. It's been months, at least three months, and and maybe four. And she should have been released. If Donald Trump were in office, first of all, I don't think it would have ever happened. I don't think she would have been arrested in the first place. But if she had been, I think he'd have her back in two days. And yet she's languishing over there in a Russian jail, and it just keeps going and going and going. 
888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn this week. In life, there are good and bad surprises. Finding 20 bucks, good surprise. Car breaking down, really bad surprise. When you have a car protection plan through CarShield, those bad surprises are a lot easier to handle. CarShield offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month that cover more parts than ever before. When you need a repair, you don't have to deal with the paperwork or the headaches. Just choose the mechanic you want to work with, and CarShield administrators will handle the rest. And here's a good surprise. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. So lock in your price by getting coverage today, and it'll never go up. CarShield helps make the surprise of your car breaking down easier to handle get coverage like i did because i never worry about my trucks at the ranch i know when i need them they'll be ready to roll carshield.com slash back 800-391-8888 save 10 percent on your plan now carshield.com slash back 800-391-8888 uh mitt romney Hmm. That's all you can say. <laughs> Mitt you just Romney. know what's coming every Mitt time. Stinking Romney. He wrote uh, for the Fourth of July uh, this happy message to America. Even as we watch the reservoirs and lakes of the West go dry, we keep watering our lawns, soaking our golf courses, and growing water thirsty crops. As inflation mounts and the national debt balloons, progressive politicians vote for ever more spending. As the ice caps melt and record temperatures make the evening news, we figured that buying a Prius and recycling the boxes from our daily Amazon deliveries will suffice. When TV news outlets broadcast video after video of people illegally crossing the nation's southern border, many of us change the channel. And when a renowned conservative, former federal appellate judge, testifies that we're already in a war for our democracy and that January 6th was a genuine constitutional crisis, was it? Um, MAGA loyalists snicker that he speaks slowly and celebrate that most people weren't watching. I just celebrate the fact that our democracy was pretty solid regardless of what happened on January 6th. I mean, again... Had they accomplished their goal, which was, I don't know, was it hanging Mike Pence? Is, was that their goal? Was there, it was holding up the the vote, which they couldn't do. It, they There was no, <clears throat> there was nothing really that would have stopped the vote. I mean, they could have delayed it for a little, a few hours, which they did, and then they voted anyway, and mm-hmm. everything was fine. Well, do you, you do remember, <clears throat> of course, the truth here, Pat, which is January 6th, they were supposed to have this vote. Mm-hmm. And they count the vote to, to to name who the president was going to be. Right. And then what happened was that on January sixth they they did they counted that. the vote. Yeah. They yeah. Did, they, they did, did that. exactly. It was what later they... though than initially planned. Right. It didn't happen and, at the exact minute they were yeah. going to do it, but it happened later that same right. day. And <laughs> and that's uh, frightening. And by the way, we should also note that like <sighs> Mike Pence was a good part of the reason that did occur. Right. Like yeah. he, you know, he decided. Yes. He, you know, he wanted to go. He. There, look, it's in the scope of the American democracy. It, this 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 day gets overstated quite a bit, quite a bit. It sure does. It is. It, it was a bad day. Bad things happened. It was a riot. Yeah. It was a it was a riot. And when riots happen, 
I say they're bad all the time. I, I know that's uh-huh. not the position of the media who t- tends to tell me that they're mostly uh, peaceful fires. <laughs> but like, I think they're all bad. And but hmm. like, I don't think democracy was at risk. It wasn't. Um, I mean, it's so overstated. On. It's just it's nonsense that democracy, which we don't have, was at risk. Right, and that's uh, true too. That's a good uh, point. I mean, there are elements our of our democracy of democracy in our republic. Yes, but they were not at risk. They were on not that at day. risk. They were not at they risk. Were, these were the worst insurrectionists in the history of insurrection. But Romney goes on to describe that the left, uh, the left is thinks the right is at fault for ignoring climate change and the attacks on our political system. The right thinks the left is the problem for ignoring illegal immigration and the national debt. But it's only Mitt Romney who really knows all that is wrong and needs to be righted. I mean, this guy, who does he, who does he think he is? And he continues to just, uh, to just acquiesce to the left on a regular basis and accept their premise like January 6th and climate change. Well, I, I don't accept the premise that man is causing all the climate change i don't believe that i i think that the sun is very responsible for the warming of our temperatures tell us more about this this sun you refer well there's a two million degree burning orb in the sky Mm. and some people call it the sun now two million degrees I mean, on the surface, it's only 11,000, but as it travels out with all the gases and things, and they don't really know all the reasons, it gets much, much warmer. Mm -hmm. But then that sends warm air our way. Like in the mail? Uh, No, like through space. Mm. And these rays actually come to this planet and warm it. At least that used to be the theory, but now I guess it's all CO2. It's all CO2. Wow. Sun has nothing to do with it anymore. I gotta look. Can you, is there a way to see it? Like in a telescope or something? Yes. Really? Yes, you can. Don't don't Uh do that, though. (laughs) (laughs) That'll hurt your eyes. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, today is a great day to get a warranty. Actually, any day is a great day when you're not worrying about your appliances and home systems. That's what you get with an American Home Shield warranty. All the unexpected breakdowns, like a leaky faucet or faulty water heater. They're not going to break the bank because covered repairs and replacements are all taken care of. Having reassurance is something to celebrate. Choose the plan that works for you and your budget. When a covered item in your home breaks, all you do is contact American Home Shield. Their trusted, qualified pros will fix or replace it based on the coverage limits in your agreement. When it comes to protecting your appliances and home systems, don't worry. Be warranty. Go to ahs.com slash Beck and save 20%. That's ahs.com slash Beck and get 20% off any plan. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. If you're living with aches and pains, especially if they're frequent and nagging and relentless, I want you to take a moment and think back to the last time you really felt good. Can you even remember what it felt like? Now, here's even a more important question. What would you give to go back to feeling like that again? Maybe it would just be nice to take a stroll with your loved one or play with your grandchildren. I've suffered from persistent, crippling pain almost all the time for about five years. When I started taking Relief Factor, I took it because my wife made me start taking it. I didn't think it would work for me. 
Yet here I am today, virtually pain-free, doing the things I love to do, all thanks to my wonderful wife and Relief Factor. I love that it's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Are you part of that 70% that can get your life back? Your first step to becoming pain-free just might be to order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Relieffactor.com. Doing our part to keep free speech alive. There's much more after the break on the Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn this week. Uh, this is interesting. A woke Universal Music Group worker claims he was fired for speaking out about abortion rights after he admitted he refused to work because he was in mourning over the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. Well, you can't be expected to work when you're in mourning. I mean... That's just inhuman. Michael Lopez, a production coordinator at Universal Music Enterprises, blasted the company as anti-gay for terminating a queer brown person, unquote, uh, during Pride Month for speaking up in defense of abortion rights. Last Friday, he says, like countless other folks, I was devastated by the news of the Supreme Court's attack on abortion rights. Paired with the flood of anti-queer and anti-trans legislation, uh, it's been hard to process how companies expect us to be productive while our rights are being stripped away, and yet they did expect him to be productive. What? Yeah. Productive? It, yeah. How, what about his processing time? I know. That's a big uh, thing these days. A lot yes. of people take a long time to process Processing, things. mourning, all of those things need to occur, and yet the Universal Music Group said, no, we want you to work. He said, no, I'm in mourning, so they fired him. They fired him. They expected him to work on a work day. Wow. So no wonder the fallout continues over that uh, decision by the U.S. Supreme Court to take away women's rights. As we've seen uh, many people claim, including uh, we talked about Jessica Biel already. Mm -hmm. Also, Katy Perry, I believe. Thank God you brought this up. Yeah, this is this is so sad. You know, mm-hmm. we live in in a country mm-hmm. where women have no rights. I None. If, I don't know if you know that. None. A lot of people making the same point. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. a, uh, made the point. Uh, now guns have more rights than women in this country. <laughs> is that what I'm hearing? It's, it is what you're hearing. That doesn't mean it's true or real or significant in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just ridiculous nonsense. And Katy Perry went down that road a little bit. She said, um, Katy Perry said, uh, hey, uh, she said uh, something about, I guess, a reference to one of her dumb songs about fireworks, which unfortunately she made because now I have to hear it over and over again every July 4th. Mm -hmm. The word firework is in it. Quick, put it on our playlist. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, the song Mm -hmm. sucks. Can we all agree the song sucks? It's it's her saying (laughs) life is like you and I definitely agree. Yeah. Really? Yes. I'm, that I'm surprised at because I know you're a I huge mean, Katy Perry fan. Oh, big time. 
got all her CDs and stuff. You do? Home. Oh, yeah. All of them? Oh, well, every one of them. So she said, uh, you know, something, some reference to her song, which I won't recount because it's too disturbing uh, <laughs> that people liked it at some point. But she says something about a sparkler in it. She says, now women have less rights than a sparkler. <laughs> Less rights than a sparkler. Uh, what is the right of a sparkler? <laughs> I don't know. I, at least the gun one huh. tied into the news. Yeah. Like the gun one was like, okay, well, they did say that the Second Amendment agrees and that you have a right to carry a gun. So therefore, like at least mm. guns are a reference point here. Like what, mm-hmm. for her, like I guess because everyone plays her dumb song once a year, she was thinking about the word sparkler. <laughs> And then said, <laughs> women have less rights than a sparkler. Now, here's something interesting about the United States of America, Pat. Women can and do own sparklers. Oh, that's a lie. That's not true. It's true. They uh, own them. That can't be true. Now, Stu. the opposite. Wow. Very few sparklers mm-hmm. own women. That does almost never happens in this country. Now, if you may have an incident here or there, I don't want to discount it completely. Okay. But my understanding is very often it's... It, 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 it's the other way around. It's the other way around. Women own the sparkler rather than the sparkler owning the woman. Right. Hmm. So I don't Weird. think that that's... You don't think it's accurate. That's, a, that's accurate at all like, huh. in any way. And it's so weird because, like, first of all, we know... In, in this country, you can have abortion at any point during the pregnancy. That is what the post-Roe world allows you to have an abortion in mm-hmm. this country at any point in the pregnancy. That is the reality here, okay? You may need to travel. There was a, uh, a situation that happened in Ohio, and this is a big point on the, on the left. Yeah, and, this is what they're going to hammer home, because yeah. this happens and, all the time. <laughs> 10-year-olds get yeah. pregnant all the all time. time. Super, super common. Uh, now, look, this is a terrible, terrible. I don't know what the backstory is fully on yeah, it, yeah. but like, obviously a terrible incident. This 10-year-old wanted to have, got pregnant somehow, wanted to have an abortion. And had to travel out of Ohio. And there's no such thing as, I don't know if people know this, and then this this may confuse the left, who seemingly wants to drag sexual intercourse into every aspect of a 10-year-old's life, but mm-hmm. there is no such thing as consensual sex for a 10-year-old. Okay? Not, not a thing that occurs. It's not, it's not possible. Right. So we know that it was obviously bad things that led to this. And so this kid, you know, they want to get an abortion. Now, look, this is obviously the most the most extreme of extreme of extreme of extreme of extreme cases. And this is brought up uh, over the over the weekend. This shows like how crazy this is. Look at this. She can't get this abortion in Ohio. She has to go to Indiana. And this situation happens it occurs in about 0.001% of the of cases mm-hmm. for abortion. Yep. I we, mean it's, we just saw these stats last week. It's like 0.001% of the time. Small. It's mm-hmm. incredibly rare. And of course, every single state that is banning quote unquote banning abortion has an exception for life of the mother and almost mm-hmm. all states have it for rape and incest. It's most of them wind up doing. Now I guess so uh, most states would have been able to right. accommodate this 10-year-old. Right. But the, but what had to happen was she had to go to Indiana to get this abortion. Now, take out the whole debate. because what is that, like 9,000 miles away? No, it's not that far. 47,000 miles no, away? No, it's not that far at all. Oh. You know, Take out the whole debate on what the right outcome would be here for this, for this situation. It's obviously uh-huh. extreme and terrible, and there's no reason to go into that at this moment. But my point here is... By the way, Indiana, another red state. Another red state. So they go mm-hmm. to another red... From one red state to another red state for her to get this abortion. Mm-hmm. But, like, my guess is 
as this little girl grows up, and I assume she was a girl, though obviously men can get pregnant. Obviously. I, I, I don't even to, know why you, why would you even bring that up? Well, I just wanted to make sure we were clear That was weird. We want to make sure we were clear. No matter what happens, my guess is as this little girl grows up mm-hmm. and becomes a woman and tells a story, the most consequential part will not be the travel. <laughs> That's right. You know, I, 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 my true. guess is probably the, the road trip is going to take a very small part of that story like it's going to be the terrible thing that led to the pregnancy it may also be what happened with the abortion itself it may affect her as well mm-hmm. who knows what i mean you know you can't even speak about how terrible the circumstance is here but like the travel is really a small part of that story and yet it was the only thing mm-hmm. the only thing that the left wanted to talk about and it's so bizarre. We talked about Jessica Biel as well, going overseas and being like, oh, I want to embrace these overseas laws. That would make things uh, that would make things much, much better. Well, uh, do you know what these uh, what these laws look like overseas? Because I don't think they do. Let me give you a few of them here. This is all from Europe. Uh, our favorite, uh, Liechtenstein, which everyone, I mean, how many times have you gone there? I know you have a... Liechtenstein? Uh, yeah, I've got a summer Lichtenstein. place. Liechtenstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, you've got... Uh, it's illegal abortion. Illegal, excepting rape cases where a woman is under 14 years old. So if you're 15 and you're raped, it's oh, completely wow. illegal. But if you're 14 or under and raped, wow. it, is, uh, it is legal. Oh, that's the only exception. Completely illegal. In Malta, illegal in all cases. In, in all cases, in they all have cases, no exceptions. No exceptions in Malta. Legal in all cases. Wow. Okay, this is enlightened Europe. Now, you're, I haven't got to the big big name countries here, so this is where you're going to get the good liberal stuff, right? Uh, right. Ireland. Now, uh-huh. Ireland, we know, has was famously had banned it until very recently. It was legal up to the, now it's legal up to the 12th week with exemptions for life and health risk to a woman or fetal abnormality. In Andorra, illegal in all cases. Uh, Samantha's mother in Bewitched? <laughs> yes. It's, it's, she, she will not Why have Why does abortion. she have her own laws? That's ah, really weird. She's a witch. Ah. Uh, obviously. Uh, yeah. Uh, Poland, illegal, except mm-hmm. in cases of rape, fetal malformation, or serious threat to a woman's health. Okay. Portugal, legal up to 10th week of pregnancy after a mandated, mandated three-day waiting period. Imagine trying to implement that on women of the left. No I think way. You have to wait three days. No way. Switzerland, enlightened Switzerland, legal up to the 12th week of pregnancy if... A woman files a written request that she is in a situation of distress and doctors provide comprehensive information and recommended counseling on moral and material help and adoption. Jeez. Can you imagine implementing that wow. system on California right now? No. That would They would look at that as, as, as the handmaid's tale. Yep. That's Switzerland. Italy. Woman has 90 days from the date of conception to request, request an abortion. The termination must be, must be, due to health, economic, social, or family reasons. It's okay. fairly broad. You can mm-hmm. get one, but still 90 days. Finland, illegal up to the 12th week of pregnancy, but only if a woman can provide a social reason, such as poverty, extreme distress, or already having at least four children. So if you're the fifth kid, <laughs> you're, all, you're, automat- you're an auto-distress to this family. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and Pat, you have what, 62 kids, so mm-hmm. you would know how that works. Yes. Uh, in France, this is the country that she was actually talking about, legal up to the 12th week of pregnancy, 
Later stage abortions are allowed if two physicians wow. certify that a, the abortion will prevent grave permanent injury to physical or mental health life or, uh, of the woman or the child if it will suffer from an incurable illness. Okay, that's the that's the where the croissants are for Jessica Beale. Mm-hmm. Uh, Belgium legal up to the twelfth week of pregnancy with six days of counseling prior to abortion. Six days of count. Imagine requiring no. counseling. Germany legal up to twelfth week of pregnancy. Exceptions made for serious threat to mo- mother's physical or mental health. First trimester abortions are subject to a mandatory three day waiting period and counseling. These are all far far more stricter than U.S. laws were before uh roe v wade being overturned yeah and i remember going through this initially at the time the most lenient states in russia or uh, countries in russia had laws roughly uh, equal to but a little bit more conservative than utah Jeez. utah wow denmark legal wow. up to the 12th week uh, exceptions made for rape and threats to the health or life um and or if a woman can demonstrate the lack of financial resources to care for a child spain legal up to the 14th week of pregnancy sweden 18th week of pregnancy it's illegal after the 22nd week abortions are granted um uh, between 18 and 22 if approved by the national board of health and welfare can you imagine requiring women to go through that here uh netherlands up to 21 weeks legal up to the 24th week if medical reasons dictate England up to the 24th week of pregnancy. Uh, but again, like these are all more restrictive mm-hmm. than what our country was just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Iowa, uh, oh, the, the, now it's just some of the states. Iowa was up to the 22nd week. South Carolina, the 20th week. Virginia, 25th week. D.C. All these anytime. more liberal than the European. All of these are more liberal. So, I mean, wow. you go through that list and you say, <clears throat> wow, Europe had much more conservative rules on abortion than America was had. And they all came out and spoke against us. Even though this yeah. country will still have right. laws far more liberal. Right. You'll just have to move a little bit for them. And like that is, I can understand, people are like, well, some women don't have the money to do that. Well, there's plenty of these charities that are going to step up and pay for it. I mean, the companies are doing it if you work at a lot of these companies. Mm-hmm. But there's absolutely tons of charitable organizations that will do it. And you can get this stuff mailed to you, you know, from India, in, in pharmacies in India very cheaply. It's, you know, it's sad. I, I mean, I think that's a tragedy, but like to act as if this is some major change in our country, it really, it isn't if you want to get an abortion. It's a great step for people on the pro-life cause because now it at least allows us to have the argument before they acted as yeah. if this was some constitutional right you couldn't argue with, which was nonsense. At least that's out of the way. 888-727-BECK. More coming up. This is the Glenn Back Program. You hear me talk about my love all the time for my pillow and my sheets, and I've had the best sleep of my life, honestly. And Mike Lindell has done it again with his my slippers. He took over two years to develop these. He ensured that they weren't just any ordinary slipper. These slippers are made with three-tier cushioning system, two layers, my pillow foam, and a layer of impact gel to prevent fatigue and offer all-day comfort. It's embarrassing for my children, but I love them, and I can wear them indoors 
hours outdoors when I bring them places. Oh, they love it. And I love it, too, because they're comfortable. For a limited time, you're going to save $90 on a pair of my slippers. The blowout sale of the year won't last. So order right now. It's even great to stock up for future gifts for family and friends. Just log on to MyPillow.com, click on Radio Listener Specials, use the promo code BECK to receive this incredible limited time offer. Call right now, 800-966-3117, or go to MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Joey Chestnut at the hot dog eating contest at Nathan's again yesterday for the 4th of July, which they do every year, and he wins it every year. Well, he's won 15 out of the last 16. Remember there was like a rivalry at some point. He just put that that away. Yeah. I mean, it's completely not a rivalry anymore. He wins by, you know, 15, 20 hot dogs every year. (laughs) The guy's a world-class eater. He just is. Oh, yeah. And uh, so... He got attacked during the competition yesterday. Uh, we I think we have the uh, we have the video. Check this out. <laughs> that guy comes up to him and either hits him or bumps into him somehow, and yeah. then Chestnut just takes him in a headlock and throws him to the ground and starts eating again. And what did the sign say that he was holding up? Do you know? It was something about how animals are treated at some uh, okay. plant. It was, you know, some environmental thing. Uh, so he just ignored it and went back to eating. <laughs> and he won the competition, put down 63 hot dogs. That's but amazing. I think it messed him up a little bit because last year it was 70, I think 76 hot dogs he put he ate uh, during the competition. So he didn't quite get there, but he still won by uh, a lot. A lot. Like 16. I think he won by 16 hot dogs. There are those stories of like parents whose kid is trapped under a car and they lift up the, the, the car to save the kid. Mm-hmm. That is less fascinating to me than how you can eat 63 <laughs> hot dogs in 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't, or yeah. 10 minutes, whatever yeah. it is. I think I it's 10. Yeah. How? I can't I even how. comprehend. And it's, it's so gross what he does so to gross. do it. I can't. He, I can't watch it. Oof. I can't watch I can't, There's something about a wet roll that yeah, I, I that's, just cannot I don't like at. it. No. No. I don't know why. It's the texture. It's the texture. It's the texture. It's not good. It's a texture thing. Not good at all. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me talk to you a little bit about Rough Greens. Now, I love my dog. We have uh, three. It seems like we have an entire house of animals. But we have three dogs. Uh, if you love yours as well, we have that in common. And I will uh, argue that when it comes to your dog, you'll pretty much do whatever it takes. Like you just want to give them the best life possible. You love them. They love you unconditionally, which is kind of nice. Everyone else in your life, yeah, geez, you know, they they come and they go. Right, Pat? They mm-hmm. come and they go. Uh, but uh, when it comes to your animals, like every time you come home, they're happy to see you, which is kind of uh, it really is cool. I think that's one of the main reasons we love our dogs so much. It's unconditional, unconditional love. It is. They yeah. just freaking love you. Yeah. Um, now, when you let's talk about how you can contribute to their overall health and happiness. Uh, a few years ago, we talked about Rough Greens. Uh, that uh, I have a dog, President Miles. At this point, he is, uh, you know, he's giving Joe Biden a run for his money as far as age goes, uh, and honestly, intelligence. Um, I mean, Miles is clearly smarter, but 
that's a whole other story. Uh, he loves his rough greens. Piper is like uh, seven or eight. Loves her rough greens. Uh, even Ivy, who is uh, our little, our youngest one, is now uh, six months old, something like that. Loves the rough greens. Everybody does. Every dog loves their rough greens, and they get all the vitamins, minerals, and probiotics, and antioxidants, all the things that they need. Uh, check it out. You sprinkle it on top of your dog food. Check it out now. Uh, all you gotta do is pay for free shipping. Go to roughgreens.com/becker. Eight three three Glen thirty three. Starting to make some noise nationally. What could that mean? Buying ads in other states. Uh, we'll get to that and lots more coming up in 60 seconds. Well, let me tell you about what Samantha from California has to say about her transformative results using the best in skincare, GenuCell. She says, I love GenuCell's plant stem cell therapy. I've used it over my face, under my eyes, and it cleared up my dry flakiness and even reduced my forehead lines. Someone even asked me if I had surgery or procedures done. No, just GenuCell by Chamonix. Thank you so much. GenuCell has over, you know, sold over a million products uh, to women and men across this great country. And everyone always falls in love with the results. Fine lines, forehead wrinkles, dark spots, even those annoying bags and puffiness can all be gone right before your eyes. And best of all, you get guaranteed results in as little as 12 hours or your money back. So there's no risk whatsoever. Now see the difference for yourself with 65% off their most popular packages at GenuCell.com slash Beck. It's 65% off all customer favorites, including the classic under eyes, uh, under eye bags and puffiness treatment. It's at GenuCell.com slash Beck. You can enter the code Beck at checkout for an extra 20% off. Order today and get their Summer Essential, the Dark Spot Corrector, absolutely free. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. GenuCell.com slash Beck. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. All right. Well, Gavin Newsom apparently uh, preparing himself to run for president of the United States. He's, of course, governor of California right now. And it looks like he's got uh, some ambition to maybe be the president. You know, and it, up until this point, uh, we asked many times, like, who do they have? Their bench is so bad. Uh, they've got nobody. And what are they, going back to Hillary? Al Gore? Who, uh, Richard Gephardt. Maybe Richard Gephardt can be their nominee. <laughs> yeah. Still? It's still Richard Gephardt. <laughs> it's still, still Richard Probably Gephardt. Probably their best guy on their bench. But, you know, if, if you're not going to run the president, the incumbent, if he's not going to run, uh, Kamala Harris is not really appetizing to Democrats, I don't think. But Gavin Newsom, maybe it might be. Uh, he might be the one that they turn to. 
Uh, anyway, he's starting to run ads in other states, including Florida. Here's what he uh, ran in Florida. It's Independence Day, so let's talk about what's going on in America. Freedom? It's under attack in your state. Your Republican leaders? They're banning books, making it harder uh, to vote, no, restricting not. speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. Criminalizing women? women in Florida what the hell is that like? Fight. It's a lie. Or join us in California, where we still believe in freedom. Freedom uh-huh. of speech. Freedom sure. to choose. Freedom from hate. And the freedom to love. Is Don't let them take your freedom. Paid for by Newsom. Ugh. I can't take it. This is fascinating, though, as a tactic. Uh, Now, Gavin Newsom is terrible. Yeah. He's been a terrible governor for the state of California and has done an Mm -hmm. awful job there. And what's fascinating about it is he, you know, this is, he's not good at really, I don't think he's good at anything. I I guess he's good at, you know, sleeping with his friend's wives. Other than that, I don't know (laughs) what he's good at. I mean, he's... Famously uh, disobeying his own orders during a pandemic. Oh, yeah, he's Maybe good that. at that. He is good at that. Yeah, he's good at that. He's good at that. Good, good, good at getting mm-hmm. some good restaurant reservations uh, when when it, no one else is allowed to have them. But he's able banning to do that. books. What the what books did they ban in Florida? They didn't ban any books. They, they made it so that you couldn't discuss uh, alternative sex or any sex or any sex mm-hmm. for that matter. To in, first graders in first grade in first grade through third, I think it was. Okay, yeah, kindergarten through third, I think it was. Jeez, come on! I mean, it's so ridiculous. Banning books, restricting speech, making it harder to vote. Really? No, they're not. Let's go to Delaware and find out how hard it is to vote where they don't even have early voting. They don't even have it. You can vote on one day, one. So so ridiculous. And then criminalizing women and doctors. Nobody is talking about criminalizing women. No one. Wait, well, wait a minute. I am. I am talking about it. I, I am talking about it, Pat. I'm going to be honest with you. I am talking you? about criminalizing women. When women commit crimes, they're criminals. <laughs> what, what do you mean criminalize? They're not criminalized because they're women. They're, they're criminalized because they commit crimes. Now, that's supposedly an abortion. He's thing, trying to refer obviously. to abortion, and there, as you point out, Pat, there's really there was a big article in the New York Times this weekend about the four people who are pushing for, uh, uh, you know. Uh, Locking away women, yeah, locking away women who want to have abortions. Are there four? I I, I don't know. That's what they claim. That seems like too many. Look, you know that. Wow. I guess, and it's true. It's been like because Roe versus Wade was this big barrier, right? This Mm -hmm. big, this big thousand foot wall that essentially, while we could have these conversations about the nuances of abortion policy, you weren't able to implement any of it. So it was kind of a Mm non-starter. Now that wall is gone, and so now the pro-life movement which has always had many, many shades. People who were very, very restrictive. Some people who were just like, hey, we need to limit it at 15 weeks, whatever. Like the pro-life movement has always encompassed a really wide variety of people and opinions on that side of the argument. Well, you're going to see some, I think, separation there. They're going to see some people who are really restrictive and some people who are, uh, think that's going too far and that's going to have to shake itself out in the movement. It's why you have different states and different laws. Again, I don't think that's the this particular issue is a good application of our federalism uh, and our, uh, our tradition of federalism in that I think protecting life is more important uh, than that. And I do believe it should be I, you know, I believe I support and would support and think Republicans should pursue a constitutional amendment outlawing abortion. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's they're not going to get it through, but mm-hmm. that doesn't make a difference to me. It should be proposed every single year, mm-hmm. every single year. Keep proposing it until somebody does something about it. But that being said, 
you know, you have a uh, a situation here where someone like Gavin Newsom is going to try to to present this information like it's some terrible thing that's going on in Florida when half of his residents moved there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, you, the state is emptied out to go to Florida and Texas and other places. Last year alone, they lost a net 367,000 people. Yeah. To Florida, to Idaho, and the, to Texas. And the person who should be most excited about that is Gavin Newsom because those people weren't there to vote against him in his recall. Right. Right. Like if those people had stayed, he might not be in office. Yeah. So and it's fascinating what has happened with Gavin Newsom because of the recall, which is a typical dumb tactic by the media. And a lot of people are falling for it, which is like basically like they are saying Gavin Newsom's strong. He he won this his recall election easily. Mm -hmm. Is it all that impressive, guys, that a Democrat in California (laughs) could survive a recall by what is essentially eight percentage points. I think it was. I think he won fifty-eight forty-two. If I'm remembering right, it was somewhere around there. And and they're like, well, I won by sixteen points. Yeah, but if eight, there's only two ways to go. So if eight percent of the people change their mind, it would have been tied, or you know, it would have maybe tipped over to the recall side. Now we know the dynamics of that election, and that like Larry Elder is a guy that we like, and he's a, mm-hmm. he's a good conservative not exactly the flavor of of republican that would necessarily win a statewide election no, easily arnold schwarzenegger yeah. is a guy who's essentially a democrat right and look i think those guys suck yeah you know, i think arnold schwarzenegger so. sucks but he yeah. still like that's the type of candidate that may have been able to win there well when he says screw your freedom yeah <laughs> th- that sucks that that's yeah. gavin that's a guy who sucks yeah that guy sucks but like <clears throat> is it all that impressive no. Like you shouldn't no, the fact not. that they were able to come up with the with the uh, amount of energy against Gavin Newsom to get the recall done in the first place. It's only the mm-hmm. second time in recent history it's happened. Then you have a situation yeah. so where he was, was pretty pu- amazing to yeah. start with. Then he was pushed to the brink. Yeah. By Larry Elder, right. who again is a guy I like but is a talk show host. Right. And his, you know, and is uh, has never served in electric elect, elected office, and is also very conservative. Something that I think would be a real great thing for California, but the California voter typically does not agree with. And remember, just a few weeks before this election, it looked as if Larry Elder really had a chance to win. Like it was mm-hmm. very close. Polls were showing it only a couple points. Now he extended that lead by a couple points. He did what he had to do in a bad situation. You can give him that, but like. It's not like this was some great achievement here. No. Yeah, he won in California, a state that had already voted for him. He was able to hold on to the election and not get removed from office. <laughs> it's like saying like, ah, Donald Trump survived that uh, that uh, impeachment vote. That's a great, you know, like that shows he's super strong. Well, I mean, it shows he did what he had to do against the impeachment vote. But like none of the media was saying, oh, this shows the strength of Donald Trump. Like that's not what happens. And what's great in California is they have the freedom to pay $7 a gallon for gasoline and about a million dollars for a thousand square feet of home space. Yeah. You know, I, I got a 1,200 square foot home and I have the freedom to pay one and a half million dollars for that. I mean, it's outrageous what's happening in California. You can't afford to live there. If you're any kind of, if you have any sort of normal salary, you're making fifty or sixty thousand dollars. There's no way you can buy a home in California. Yeah, you can maybe get a, sh- a shack 
You could maybe rent a shed, uh, but you're not gonna you're not gonna buy a home when you're making fifty thousand dollars in California. No, no that's not. Uh, I mean, I remember there was a time. I don't remember. Uh, this is a while ago, but it was if you were making the minimum salary as a player for the San Francisco Giants, you couldn't afford the average home. I remember that. And I don't know. In San Francisco. Yeah, in San Francisco. Was, yeah, too expensive. Too expensive to afford the, you would not qualify for and that was a like, mortgage. Wasn't it a seven or $800,000 salary they were talking about? Yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe at the time it was 600000 something like that for a minimum. Jeez. It's incredible. And we should also point out that Gavin Newsom, when he was mayor of San Francisco, I referenced it briefly here, but it's important to remember how crazy this was. Mm-hmm. He slept with like his best friend's wife. Oh, that's right. It wasn't yeah. like just some some affair. That. It was like his best friend's wife, who he hired under him as a staffer. That's right. And then slept with the staffer. He's a douchebag. Oh, he's a terrible human being in, in so many ways. And this is probably the smallest of them. Who am I to judge? I'm just saying he's going to burn in the fires of hell. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're not judging. I'm not judging. You're that. just saying no. one little thing about yeah, his future. Just one thing. He's going to burn in the fires of hell. Exactly. <laughs> but like, what happened to the Me Too movement here? Yeah. You know, she has come out and said, well, it's not really me too. I was 33 years old. I knew what I was doing. And like, that's Mm. an acceptable thing for a Republican to say, right? Like a Republican, the Republican side of the argument is, you know, women actually have agency (laughs) and can make decisions of their their own. Yeah. But Democrats have that power dynamic thing. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. They say like when, you know, a celebrity mm. sleeps with some underling, uh, they say it, it can't be consensual because <laughs> the power dynamic. there's a power dynamic there. I remember they said that with Louis C.K. when he when he had his situation going on. And he, you well, know, he was so powerful. You couldn't, right? you this couldn't is not go against his will. Right. You couldn't. This was their argument. Like there was some comedian that came out and said like, you know, his thing was, <laughs> I don't want to get into the details here. But his thing was basically uh, pleasuring himself while women while were others present, watched. Right? Yeah. Again, I, and I think know, he I asked know. for permission. And did he asked he not? for permission, yeah. and they said yes. They didn't leave. <laughs> right. They said, "Oh yeah, sure." Right. Which they could have left. Which they could have left, except for the power dynamic. Right. So they said yes, and they sat mm-hmm. there and endured the spectacle. Yeah. And the reason why it was a Me Too violation was because he was a powerful comedian. And I guess would control their comedy careers if they did say yes, which is complete nonsense. And wasn't one of them on the phone? There, there was one of those cases. <laughs> it was on the phone. <laughs> There's one Hang of the cases. Hang up. <laughs> yes, where the the, the, the the Me Too Hang complaint up. against Louis C.K. was that he was on the phone <laughs> with her with a woman, yeah. and she believed that he was uh, touching himself while they were on the phone. He didn't say he was or. <laughs> Or like, requ- like I don't know. I, hey, do you mind if I, I don't know? I, I don't no, know how to explain this. I don't think he did. He I don't think he no, got he permission on that one. No, he if he was doing it, which we don't know we if he was, know. and she didn't know. But she see, I guess it sounded like he was. <laughs> Just again, mm-hmm. I don't want to think about the details. The point being here that their entire complaint for eradicating this guy's career was the power dynamic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now Gavin Newsom, who is the mayor of San Francisco. He takes a, a direct staffer and sleeps with her, which also happens to be the her best friend's wife. Was this his best was friend's wife? Excuse me, Kimberly Guilfoyle. Was he married to her no, at the time? No, no. this was. Uh, I mean, 
I, you know, I don't remember. I think he was married at the time too. I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember. Because he was at one point married to Fox, well, former Fox uh, anchor Kimberly Guilfoyle. Mm, okay, but which is again <laughs> strange. I, I people tell me that he's a very good-looking man. Yeah, and they you know, say that. he looks to me like American Psycho. If you you know, if, and I guess. I guess he was a good-looking guy in that movie. He did murder a bunch of people, too. But uh, in part of the charm... What, are you perfect? Are you perfect, Stu? You know, I'm not. I've made <laughs> my share of mistakes. Th- okay, well then... Now, none of them happen to be you know, putting tarps down in my apartment <laughs> and brutally slaughtering people while listening to Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> really? You no, haven't done that? That wasn't my particular okay. mistake, but we all, all right, well, have our struggles. That's right. Exactly know? what I'm saying. That's exactly and, what I'm and saying. And Gavin Newsom... <laughs> has his that may or may not be the same as the character in American Psycho. We don't know. We don't know. We're not with I, him at all times. I wouldn't have predicted he'd sleep with his best friend's wife. I either. wouldn't either. You know, I would not either. I so. would now. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't bring my wife around him now. Right. But back then, it would be probably surprising. Probably was surprising to his best friend, mm-hmm. who's by the way, I don't know if I mentioned, he slept with his best friend's wife. <laughs> And who is a direct staffer of his. But we should overlook that. Yeah. Because of the great job he did on COVID, question mark? Well, look, it doesn't have anything to do with the presidency. It doesn't mean he can't be a good president. Mm, that's right. It's his personal life. All right. It's his per- personal well, actually, life. The, the eat, dining out in the middle of the COVID restrictions, not really his personal life. No. No. But the girlfriend thing. That's, yeah, that's, that's personal. 888-727-BECK. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. A new report shows that almost 71% of Americans feel their paychecks are not going to be able to keep up with inflation. Not just to be able to get ahead, but to just keep up. We all know where this is coming from. The people supposedly fighting inflation are the same ones giving it to us in the first place. You have a responsibility to yourself and your family to do what you can to get ahead while it's still possible to get ahead. This is where American financing comes in. This time, American financing is there with power to maybe help you. Unlike some of the banks, flexible mortgage returns uh, and terms, cash out refinancing, even debt consolidation. Please call them. They don't work for the banks. They work for you. American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Stu for Glenn, 888-727-BECK. It is confirmed. Uh, at the time, Gavin Newsom slept with his best friend's wife. He was, in fact, married to Kimberly Guilfoyle. Yes, although I, I, it does seem like they were uh, separated when... Uh, when it happened? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, so they were separated when it happened. But I think so the affair was happening. Before, no, it. I think the affair was happening before they were separated. So I, oh, I just think that maybe they found what caused out about it. the separation. Possibly. Is that possible? Possibly. And now huh. she's with Donald Trump Jr. Is that yeah. right? Is that okay. weird? I mean, from yeah, one extreme weird. to the other. Yeah, I mean, it, I as just, far as ideological, you know, significant others. Because she seems to be. She was not like one of their straight news people, right? No, like she she's seems to be conservative. Very conservative. Yeah. And, and like you know, look, you can overcome a certain amount of political difference in a marriage, but it's that's I that's couldn't pushing do it. it. Not that much. Yeah. No. I, I. It'd be really tough, unless you just I don't know. If I, you don't talk about it, 
Yeah. Because otherwise, you'd be at odds all the time, wouldn't you? You'd Especially think so. in this environment when, you know, so many things are coming up and that's what people talk about around the dinner table. And uh, you certainly talk about it when you gather on the 4th of July. I talked about those kinds of things yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would make me crazy. Yeah, if my I, wife was super liberal, and I've been seeing you know friends and relatives and everybody you know I've obviously friends and relatives that are very left wing, not so mm-hmm. appreciative of the Roe versus Wade situation, as maybe mm-hmm. as I was. And you see them getting in brawls, man. Like, and I just stay out of it. Like, I yeah. don't. I, I do this for a living. Uh, last thing I want to come home and like post. Like, I know, right? The, a post on Facebook. Yeah. My, I just don't feel like it. I understand why people get into that stuff. I do, though, at some point you have to recognize the the just lack of ability that you're going to have in changing someone's mind. And that's crazy. Right. Like some people are just nuts and they mm-hmm. just they're they're going uh, and it might not be they might be completely sane in every other aspect of their life and wonderful people. But they have this thing that they're hung up on and they're never going to listen to your opinion. And you have to be able to leave that behind to maintain a relationship with a loved one if they're truly a loved one, right? Yeah. If you really love your brother, or your sister, your, your cousin, your aunt, your uncle, your friends, you know, you, you figure out a way to say, okay, they're nuts on that. And you throw up your hands and you, you just move on with your life. You, their support of abortion or opposition to abortion is not going to change the actual situation as it, as it relates to abortion. It's just, I think it's hard for people to let go of because if you believe it's life, it's like, gosh, man, this is really important. How can you not see this as life? It's like that Louis C.K. routine about abortion. <laughs> yes. yeah. That we played last week. Yeah. 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 If you really believe it's life, what are you going to say? Well, okay, never mind. Go ahead and kill a baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the inc- I always think the, incons- the really truly inconsistent position is the one where like, yeah, at four months, eight days, three hours and nine seconds, it's not a baby, but 10 seconds it is. <laughs> then... Like, I feel like that middle ground is actually the more insane position when it comes to abortion, isn't it? Yeah. It's where everybody is, or most people. But, like, the middle ground is the one that seems very strange to me. The Glenn Back Program. Independence Day is all about celebrating freedom, like the freedom to completely customize your window treatments at Blinds.com. Right now, save up to 50% off everything site-wide for their 4th of July sale. Ordering window coverings online, it doesn't have to mean sacrificing on style or service. Shop the latest styles at Blinds.com. They even have outdoor shades that make your deck or patio the coolest place to be during the summer backyard barbecues. Tanya and I love their design experts. We have used them. We've used live consultations. You need help measuring or installing. They got you covered there, too. Never any hidden fees or misleading quotes. No showrooms or retail markups. And shipping is always free. See for yourself why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window treatments. Save up to 50% site-wide at Blinds.com during their 4th of July sale, now through July 5th only. Up to 50% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Doing our part to keep free speech alive. There's much more after the break on the Glenn Beck Program.
Scott and Stu for Glenn this week. Uh, join me on Pat Gray Unleashed live immediately immediately before this broadcast. It's uh, 7 to 9 Eastern, 6 to 8 Central. Then Stu has a show in primetime. Stu does America. That's true. I do it every single night. Every night. Every Against its will. Wow. Uh, it's really sad. And it's That's kind of rude. Yeah, it is. You know. <laughs> Really, really rude. Is. So yeah, that's uh, that's on eight eight p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV. You can subscribe to both podcasts as well. Also, uh, Pat, to, we have our five uh, hundredth anniversary Power Hour coming up on Friday, which mm. is uh, if you've never seen one of these things before, some of the biggest shows that we've done on YouTube. Basically, the idea is we have a panel, we uh-huh. attempt to talk about issues. It goes awry as one. We have one shot of beer per minute for an hour. Okay. So it starts off somewhat coherent and then turns into chaos. So your 500th episode is Thursday. It was. Is that what you're saying? It's we announced the five. We announced the Power Hour on the 500th episode. So that was a few weeks ago. Okay. Uh, so we, we are a little bit past that now. <laughs> but we do uh, would love you to check it out. YouTube.com/slash okay. Does America. Mm-hmm. Subscribe there, and we'll. It's it's gonna be fun. We had Chad Prather on. Uh, Alex Stein is joining us. Uh, Andrew Heaton's gonna be on with us. Huh. Uh, Sarah Gonzalez is going to be on with us. My, My wife, invitation to the show must have been lost. I would love for you to come. In the, in the you mail, are always so, welcome. Um. <laughs> no, but I, 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 we do have a, a designated driver slot. Oh, okay. Because uh, we'd I like to have be one sober person driver, on the panel. Probably. <laughs> we'd love to have you sometime for one of those because it would be absolutely yeah, hilarious. Yeah, because it is a drinking fest, right? It is a drinking fest, mm-hmm. um, but it's nonsensical and, and it is quite a bit of fun. Uh, even though it usually does go horribly awry mm-hmm. by the end. Well, that's the fun of it. <laughs> that's though. the fun, I suppose. Uh, all right. We were talking about the situation with uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade and how that's just really affecting our our country right now. And it is such a... It's probably... To me, it's the most contentious issue in America since slavery, probably. Would you think that's af- accurate? I, I can't think of a more contentious... <sighs> That's a good. That's issue. a good question. Is it the most? Uh, it's probably up there. I mean, I you know you think of like guns, but I don't think yeah. that's not. I mean, but, you look at the statistics on gun polling. It's not really right. all that. It's not nearly as divided as you'd think. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably a good good one. It's so contentious. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris just likened the end of Roe v. Wade to slavery by saying that the Supreme Court's ruling was an example of the United States government trying to claim ownership over human bodies. Hmm. Okay. That's uh, I mean, that's fascinating. Um, isn't it? I mean, it's similar to the Emancipation Proclamation. <laughs> yes. If that's that what is she's true. going for. Because I right, do think there I are real parallels here. Don't think she was going for that exactly no i don't think that's what she was going for but that is i think a really realistic parallel it's the type of thing that a society looks back at in horror and says how did we allow this to happen 63 million and by the way it's gonna go up by millions and millions and millions from that number but 63 million babies lost yeah, I, how can we possibly have allowed this? Future generations will not look favorably on us for allowing that for so long. Just like we look back at slavery as a horror <clears throat> show, right? We all look back at it as terrible, and, and there were people, Democrats especially, mm-hmm. very pissed off about that ruling yeah. as well, and and argued about it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this first of all shows the real central failure of Roe and Casey, because both of them basically bragged 
about their power to end the debate. It's a contentious issue. We will provide the solution and therefore it won't be contentious anymore. That was essentially the thesis of both Roe and Casey. Didn't really work. No, did failed it? miserably. Which is one of the things that even even uh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg would talked about is it was just bad law. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad law. Like even now, if think, she was if she was alive to vote on it, you know she would have vote, voted to uphold. She Roe was v. very Roe. reliable, but still, uh, she did not think that was good law. No one does. I mean, like, anybody in that field, like it's it's a different thing. You know, there's this idea that the left, well, they see the Constitution, they see the Supreme Court, what what they they see rights are things that they want, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've talked about the right to internet. Right? There's no right to internet. What are you talking about? There's no <laughs> right to internet. Uh, where was that right at any point before 1990? Right? Like, no. there, they, oh, that right didn't exist. If you created it after 1990, fine, but you have to actually put it in the Constitution. Right? You don't just, it doesn't just magically appear. Which could happen, by the way. It's not in the Constitution, but you could put yeah, you it could. in the Constitution with the 28th Amendment. Yeah. But they won't go through that process because they know it wouldn't. It never happened. Yeah, and you know, It'll never happen. honestly, I bet you it's not incomprehensible. It could happen it, if, if people I mean, wanted it, it to. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I would guess the polling on something like that would not even be bad. I bet you they could get positive yeah. polling on that on that question, depending should on the, the parameters. Yeah, should like, the internet a constitutional amendment to uh, to make internet available to everybody? I bet would be something that people would like because that's they would that's like how it. people most people think. Yeah, is it is it something that I want? Is it great? Is it wonderful? Yes. Do I like it? Yes. If yes, then constitution. Right. Right. Then it's my right. Healthcare. I really like it. I really want it. Mm-hmm. It's my right. Therefore, I shall have it. It's in the constitution. I swear. And I, of course, we've had people argue for a constitutional right, essentially, to high speed internet. We've had that in the past. My name is Rhonda Locklear. I'm from Pembroke. How do you have access to this? And I'm a member of the Lumbee Tribe of North Carolina. Sure. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I have two children. Children. And like any mother, mother, I want the best for my boys. Of course you want the best for you. Jacob, my oldest, Jacob. is a transferring student to UNC Pembroke. Okay. And Isaac is in the eighth grade oh at Pembroke goodness. Middle School. Wow. All right. Thank you for the like setup. Like most families. Right. Who across the state and who either don't have access to high speed internet couldn't afford who, it or who can't afford it. Sure. We were stuck with dial up service in our home don't say that. until two months ago. Oh no, my goodness. No, no. Now this is how long so how old nine is this clip? years and two months ago. No, it was actually thirteen years and uh, two months ago. I I mean we've played this clip <laughs> so, many so many times. How do you still have it in your I machine? This know. is incredible <laughs> that you have access to this at a finger at, a, at the press of a button. Yes. Because uh, it's so good, and this so and this is a this is a clip from the uh, Lumbee tribe. Yeah, uh, was it North she's, Carolina? If I'm yes. right, she's testifying before somebody like any mother, like any mother. And I she think w- it's the legislature in North Carolina. She really wants access to internet. Bad. Yeah, well, she, she wants, has it, and she got it two months okay, ago. She had, but she well, but she I didn't have. Well, she had dial-up yes, before she did. that, so she had internet the whole time, but she did have <laughs> high speed until two months ago. Yes. She's very upset about this and wants the government to pay for her internet. Exactly. I feel that this has put my family, uh-huh. my sons in particular, sure. at a severe disadvantage. Well, it has. It has. Isaac depends on the internet oh, boy. to complete his assignments for school. Right. Yeah. Sure. He often uses the internet often. to work on reports, uh-huh. projects. Mm-hmm. 
and or often, often at, at times, times to just do research, like you know, on porn. Right. I watch him so. struggle He's with the dial-up service, oh, and no. observed him get frustrated. Oh no! Because he could not move around on the web like the he likes. Like he likes. He could he not, hate to see that. He could not move around on the, on web, the web like, like he, likes. he likes. See, that's Constitution. Yeah. That means it's yeah, in yeah. the Constitution. If you want it, something like that, it's really, in and the you want it really bad. Yeah. And you can't afford it. Well, of course, it's in the Constitution that you you can have it. Um, and needed to do <laughs> seemingly easy assignments took mm. him hours to complete. Oh no! How stupid is this kid? <laughs> no, I don't think that's what she's saying. I think oh, she's, she's saying not? the internet is oh, bad, so okay. you can't. It's very right. disheartening to watch. <laughs> Isaac got very upset, oh, discouraged, no. and frustrated, no. frustrated because he could not do what he needed to do. Or what he likes As to a do. mother, Moving. it breaks my heart mm-hmm. and causes me to feel yeah. that I have failed him well, you in have. some way. Yeah, until two months ago, she had, yeah, she had failed, failed him, him be- miserably. Yeah. Not by a little bit, but miserably failed him. Yes. Now, they, to be clear, they had internet yeah. this time. <laughs> right. It was a slower <laughs> internet than they preferred. And now they have the faster internet. Yeah, but but she's she's arguing on behalf Ill. for others to get it. I think. And and guess by the what? way, of course they got it. Of course it worked. They got twenty million dollars in federal money. Of course to get high speed internet for like the Lumbee tribe, like they like. Yeah, which is fascinating. So, and I, so I well. do, do. Could you come up with an, uh, a constitutional amendment for internet access? I bet you yes, could. You probably could. I bet you could. Now that constitutional amendment will not mean that you get to keep your accounts. No. Obviously, they could still ban you uh, from... Uh, th- that might be why the Democrats would oppose it. If it was a constitutional <laughs> right for you to access the internet, they might oppose it. But again, the Constitution can be amended. It, yeah. It's okay. You can try to do and it. We should try to do it more often. Is it, it hard? Most of them would fail, and they, they, they should fail. And, and it is hard. Yep. Because it's supposed to be hard. It is supposed to be a difficult process, because... The founders knew that they'd done a pretty good job, I think. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want people just willy-nilly changing the Constitution on a whim. Right. It had to be something right. that people agreed on, had to be something that you were passionate about, be logical, and enough states decided that, you know, this new amendment was the right thing to do, that they got it passed through. Yeah. That's I mean, not easy. The story of the 27th Amendment is one of my favorite stories of all time, which is it was an amendment that was around at the time of the founders. And it's an amendment to basically limit congressional pay. So they can't vote themselves all pay right. raises. Yeah. If they vote for themselves, if they say, hey, Congress should make a million dollars a year, they have to go through an election before that kicks in. So they can't vote themselves they can't, a huge increase. Right. They have to be at least in front of the voters to vote them out if they get angry about that pay raise mm-hmm. so it was around at the time of the founders it kind of got halfway through the process of ratification and then sort of died on the vine but it had no expiration date and sort of just sort of just sat around and some uh, college student i think it was in texas started looking around and noticed it and had to write his thesis and wrote some like thesis about hey like there's this constitutional amendment this would be cool to do started like trying to revive it got it all the way to these states, they finished wow. the ratification process and it became an amendment in the 1990s. Incredible. I mean, it's a fascinating story of just some guy who was doing some research and actually amended the Constitution amazing. as a result of it. Really amazing. Really cool. But like, it can happen. 
You yeah. know, like the left obviously just wants to get rid of guns and they obviously want to raise money off of this. They want power. They want all these things to happen. We know their motivations are not pure, but if their motivations really were to get rid of automatic weapons, which they seem to think are on every street corner, mm-hmm. they could go for a constitutional amendment just for that. No automatic weapons, basically, in the United States. Now, we treat this country is treating uh, the Second Amendment, as if it prohibits uh, the uh, automatic weapons, which, by the way, it does not. You can, you first of all, can get an automatic weapon in this country. It's just very difficult to do so. Uh, secondarily, there's a lot of constitutional um, gymnastics that went into allowing those weapons to be banned the way they are in the first place. Right. But in theory, you could go and, and get that done. I mean, certainly it would be supported by the American people. You, I mean, look, a lot of people in this audience would disagree with it. But like, what, what's the polling on no automatic weapons? 90%. It's probably, and it probably is a real 90% with mm-hmm. automatic weapons, unlike, you know, their universal background check polling, uh, you know, and, and so maybe they can, they, they can try that. Try it. Be honest about your motivations. Their motivations clearly the are to get rid of you know, weapons overall. Yeah. And when you reverse engineer their goals, you can see how they keep getting to the way they cover these crimes. They don't care about inner city crime. They don't care. They don't care about gun no, violence. That's why they never talk about it. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More patents do for Glenn coming up. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. These days, you use your personal information to do just about everything, especially when you're online. But with all that information just floating out there, it can make the Internet a practical goldmine for identity thieves. Actually, that's, that's not fair to gold miners. Mining is actually hard work. Stealing your identity is dangerously easy. It's also incredibly costly and terribly frustrating if you get hacked. Now is an easy time to join up with LifeLock and help protect yourself with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock monitors your information and alerts you to personal identity threats. And if you are a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock. They can't protect you from everything. Nobody can, but they're the best in the business in my book. 800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 25% off your first year. Identity theft protection starts here. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. Uh, Joe Biden's approval ratings continue to plummet. Yeah, we've we've started a new segment on Studios America called <laughs> Today the President Hit a New Low in His Approval Rating. That's not the official title, but I title. feel like I do this segment every week. Yeah. And it's pretty much true. Monmouth poll out now. 36% approval rating for Joe Biden. Oh, wow. 58% disapproval. This is down from... Wow. Uh, he, so he went 38 to 36 in the last month. He started up at, in the mid-50s back in the day and has dropped pretty much every month consistently since he got into office. He now has the lowest average approval rating, according to 538, of any president ever measured at this point in his presidency listen to this right track wrong track for you january 2021 comes in comes into office 42 percent right direction okay 
I mean, you know, we still kind of low. We can t- we tend to be a little frustrated about things. January 2021, a lot was going on in that month. Yeah, we're, we're in the COVID situation. Yeah, okay. It go, you know, it's around the mid 40s and into April, and then uh, June 2021 is 37%, ticks up to 38, down to 29% in September, right around 30 in December, 24% in January 2022, 24% March 2022, May 2022, 18%, June 2022, 10%, 10%, 10% right track, 88% wrong track. I've, I've never seen numbers that bad. And 2% saying, I don't know. Yeah, 2% say. Like Jeffy. One, well, I one, don't know. 1% says, <laughs> I don't know. The 1% says, it depends. On what? I don't know. Like, it depends. It always depends, right? I mean, it depends. Yeah. You've got to depend on something. <laughs> but 1%, yeah, 10% That's incredible. to 88%. 10% right track. And only 74% of Democrats approve of this president's performance. That might be an even more stunning number. I bet people notice that on their July Fourth ga- gatherings because it's yeah. it's not you know a lot of a lot of Democrats are expressing their disapproval for the president and saying stuff like you know it seems like he's not quite all there you know they're they're noticing yeah. that cognitive area but it's policy as well. This is a disaster. Wow. This is the Glenn Beck program.